Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book of Tobit. On the night of Pentecost, after I had buried the dead, I, Tobit, went into my courtyard to sleep next to the courtyard wall. My face was uncovered because of the heat. I did not know there were birds perched on the wall above me till their warm droppings settled in my eyes, causing cataracts. I went to see some doctors for a cure, but the more they anointed my eyes with various salves, the worse the cataracts became until I could see no more. For four years I was deprived of eyesight, and all my kinsmen were grieved at my condition. Aquar, however, took care of me for two years, until he left for Elimaeus. At that time my wife Anna worked for hire at weaving cloth, the kind of work women do. Then she sent back the goods to their owners. They would pay her. Late in winter, on the seventh of distress, she finished the cloth and sent it back to the owners. They paid her the full salary, and also gave her a young goat for the table. On entering my house, the goat began to bleat. I called to my wife and said, Where did this goat come from? Perhaps it was stolen. Give it back to its owners. We have no right to eat stolen food. She said to me, It was given to me as a bonus over and above my wages. Yet I would not believe her and told her to give it back to its owners. I became very angry with her over this. So she retorted, Where are your charitable deeds now? Where are your virtuous acts? See, your true character is finally showing itself. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Some Pharisees and Herodians were sent to Jesus to ensnare him in his speech. They came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you are not concerned with anyone's opinion. You do not regard a person's status, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or should we not pay? Knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius to look at. They brought one to him, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They replied to him, Caesar's. So Jesus said to them, Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. They were utterly amazed at him. The Gospel of the Lord. Born in 1080, Norbert belonged to a high-ranking family in Germany. He was intelligent and sophisticated. So as a young man, he was pegged to hold high office within the church or the German state or both. Norbert was ordained a subdeacon and was appointed to serve the powerful Archbishop of Cologne. Then he was appointed to serve the German emperor, Henry V, distributing food to the poor. In all of this, however, Norbert displayed no particular piety or personal seriousness. Rather, he lived a pleasurable and luxurious life. Things started to change for Norbert in 1010 when he accompanied Henry V to Rome. The emperor and the pope had been in a long-running dispute over the right to choose the church's clergy. Norbert was moved by the Pope's argument that the church must govern itself. And more moved when Henry took the extreme measure of imprisoning the Pope in order to get his way. 
Shortly afterwards, Norbert was almost killed by a lightning bolt while on horseback. The frightened horse threw him and he lay unconscious for some time. Sobered by the experience, he left his imperial post and began a period of prayer and discernment in a monastery. At age 35, he heard God calling him to the priesthood. Radically converted to the ideals of the gospel, Norbert was now set against the worldly attitude he had once embodied. This, of course, made him unpopular with local clerics who responded with insults and condemnation. But Norbert was not turning back. He gave all his wealth to the poor, reducing himself to a barefoot and begging pilgrim who possessed nothing except the means to celebrate Mass. Pope Calixtus II gave Norbert permission to live as an itinerant preacher, and he was asked to found a religious order so that others might live after his example. He settled in the north of France with a small group of disciples who were to live according to the rule of St. Augustine, and they became known as the Norbertines. Their founder, St. Norbert, died on June 6, 1134. It's interesting about long-running disputes between church and state and the imprisoning of high-level clergy. A thousand years after Norbert lived, Marxist overran Eastern Europe. In 1953, in Poland, the state implemented a law by which it, and not the church, would appoint and remove pastors, vicars, and bishops. The church would become a de facto subsidiary of the Polish communist state. Cardinal Stefan Wyszynski, the primate of Poland, answered the regime's infringement bravely and wisely. He said, we teach that it is proper to render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God that which is God's. But when Caesar sits himself on the altar, we respond curtly, he may not. Later, Wyszynski wrote, the peace of Poland depended solely on the government forsaking its radical destructive hatred toward Catholicism and abandoning its aim of subjugating the church and turning it into an instrument of the state. So Cardinal Wyszynski was charged with treason and quote-unquote attack on the Constitution, and he was thrown in prison. By the end of 1953, eight bishops and 900 priests would be in prison for the faith. Over the next two years, 2,000 Polish priests would go to prison. Radical, destructive hatred toward Catholicism. This should shock none of us. It's in today's gospel passage. That episode takes place during Holy Week. The Pharisees and their minions had been trying to entrap Christ all week, and they had not been able to lay a glove on him. They thought they had him with this trick coin question, but he answered ever so bravely and wisely, Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. Indeed, Christ made it clear that his church would not be a de facto subsidiary of the state. How could it? The church comes from God. The state comes from man. Christ gave us the church to save souls. That hardly is going to happen by having it kowtow to godless bureaucrats. All those priests and bishops out there today, and the rest of us too, too many of whom live pleasurable and luxurious lives, 
better take note and get ready to suffer. And when Caesar sits himself on the altar, we will respond curly. He may not. <laughs>